Let me put it this way. There's artists that paint what already exists, mm. and then there's artists that create new things to exist. I create most of almost oh, everything from my imagination. Yeah. Oh, I have some nuts dreams. I have some really crazy dreams. I have the craziest dreams I think anyone. Think I got a story about. I could tell you about. Can I tell you about this particular one? Oh, God, here we go. Jade Mars. Um, I'm a pop surrealist artist and the things I paint are not for everyone but I love them. I paint surreal creatures of all different forms and I want to tell you about a dream I had. So I had this dream where I was with this guy I don't know who was really hot but not my boyfriend. My boyfriend's also really hot because I'm such a PIMP, um, a pimp and a player and you love it. And this woman comes up to us and we're sitting outside his house and he lives in like a beautiful white mansion. And she goes, your parents want you home. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go home. And so I, I catch this bus down the road to Flinders Medical Center and I get off Flinders Medical Center and I start walking through. There's like a little sitting area where people smoke cigarettes. There's always like someone with like an IV smoking like a cigar there. It's iconic. It's a thing in my memory world in my dreams, um, where I go a lot, sort of Flinders Medical Center, that kind of area, because I visited my mom a lot there when I was a kid, and also when I was a teenager, and also now. Um, so I am walking through this area, and it turns into this most mystical, beautiful, ethereal forest. It's full of moss, gorgeous pine trees reaching up to the sky. I'm talking like, not even, like Kaipo, but like level 10. Like we're talking about like the Californian Rocky Mountains. It was beautiful. It just turns into that. And so I come to this one really steep path that leads directly upwards and it's lined with thick, thick trees. You can't see through the trees. So I start walking upwards. I'm walking and walking and walking and it's like really dark. At the top of the street, a little dirt path, there's a huge mansion. And I go into the huge mansion and Indiana Jones is my dad. Um, and he's on a balcony overlooking this gorgeous like Riviera. It's like just this beautiful visual of like mountains and... He's in full Indiana Jones garb, by the way. He's got the hat, he's got the whip. I'm standing there and I'm like, hi dad, how you been? He's like, go see your friends from high school. I walk at the front and there's like this group of people sitting at a table. It's like a party going on. There's people like drinking wine and all this stuff. And I sit in this booth with these people and there's a blonde girl and she looks across me and she goes, do you live alone? And I go, no, I live with my parents. And they're like, oh. And they get really disgusted, the fact that I live with my parents. I don't live with my parents. I don't live with my parents in real life. But in my dream, I did. The sun was coming up, and I remember looking at the sky, and the light was happening. Like, the sun was coming up, but there was... It was, like, sort of light blue, and I was, everyone started leaving. I was like, why are you all leaving? And they're like, it's 6 a.m., the party's over. And I go, what? I just got here. And so I get up, and I'm like, i got to go home, but I don't feel like I'm allowed to go into the house because I didn't impress my friends from high school that Indiana Jones told me to impress. And I was pissed. So I was like, oh, damn it. Like, not pissed to the sense that I was drunk, but pissed to the sense of, damn, I didn't impress my friends. Indiana Jones, my dad, will be pissed at me. He's going to be so angry, I can't go back inside. So I decided to walk home. And so I go down the dirt road, and all of a sudden, and it's blackness all around me, except for me, who's I'm emanating a light. And then three men appear in front of me, and I put a cowboy hat on, like in Clint Eastwood styles. 
put a cowboy hat on. These three men are in front of me and they've got plastic skin. There's three of them. There's one, one that has a bird toy on the top of his head. One that has a chatterbox, like, you know those chatterbox origami things on the top of his head on a spring? And then another one that has a corn cob. They're like, you're coming with us. My, your dad, Indiana Jones, told us that we've got to take you home. And I said, you ain't going to take me alive. Tipped my like cowboy hat at them. And then they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want any trouble. So they like, disappear, right? Their skin was plastic. It was totally freaky. Anyway, I'm walking. And all of a sudden, I start hearing a bus coming. And from the direction of the mansion, a giant like Adelaide Metro bus like whizzes down the road. I become the bus driver and see myself through the bus driver's eyes in the headlights of the bus. And then I turn back to me and look at the bus. There's no one driving the bus. And the bus whizzes past me. And then I, I look down the road. And in the darkness, I see the lights of the bus turn a corner. So I'm like, oh, shit, there's the freaking turnoff. So I start running down. I run down and I get to the forest again. The one with the chatterbox on his head, the, the plastic man appears and he goes... He has like a, a gray, bluish gray pill in his hand and he eats the pill and he turns into a fucking black bird. He turns into a raven. His skin starts turning into feathers. He picks me up, flies me through the woods, lays me down, right? And he gets on top of me and he's trying to like, you know, mess with me, you know what I mean? And I'm like, get off of me. So I get on top of him and I choke him to death. And then a beam of light blasts out of his beak into my mouth and I absorb his life power. I then say, I told you not to fuck with me. And then I woke up. Nothing could illustrate better mm. your ability to... You got a wild mind. ...come up with surreal yeah. stuff. You got a wild mind, man. Yeah. I'm, str- I'm sober. I'm straight. I'm straight as an arrow. I can vouch for the fact that you regularly have dreams mm. of that detail and yeah. even greater detail. Mm. What is going on up there? <laughs> Don't know. I got a crazy subconscious. Everything kind of stores in there. I watch a lot of movies. Your imagination is so so talented, you know. Oh, thanks. Real life and one assessment from that dream that I took was absorb the Birdman's light <laughs> and don't let him fuck with you. Become the bus driver. Absorb the Birdman's light. And you don't have to impress your friends from high school, even if your dad, Indiana Jones, tells you to. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if you're Indiana Jones. My friends don't like me anymore. Why do you think you are so in love with the surreal? Realism's boring, isn't it? Life's boring sometimes. Surrealism is much more exciting. Like, you can make anything. Why would you make something that already exists? Why would you want to paint a bird, a flower? Why would you want to paint that when you could paint, like, the most, like, unfathomable creation? You could create an abomination from nothing, from your own mind, and you could paint that. That's something that doesn't exist yet. Create something that doesn't exist yet. It's fun to paint things that exist, but look within. Reach further into your psyche. Make a bajillion Pinterest boards and just absorb everything you can. Even if your dreams become crazy. Even if you just like the wild, have the wildest mind. The, the wildest mind creates uh, the most prevalent and, uh, and, and slightly obnoxious art. But that's fine. That's what you should be. Well, we were at that awards day. Yes, in the I had city. a. I was crying. Yeah, you were not having. I a was good take. had. I had horrible anxiety. Horrible anxiety. Not being a downer. Not being a downer. But I did get my award, and man, did I was I was a mess. After you went up and got the award. Yeah, I was like, I gotta go home. Were we <laughs> sitting there after we'd already been up? No, I I, I remember the opening night for the exhibition that yeah. we were in. So and both of us were in this exhibition yes. put on by Headspace, yes. a mental health s- service mm. for youth, which mm-hmm. is really fantastic. Yep. 
Um, and that's where we were introduced at that mm. point, where we were both in a show. Yes. Yeah, so and we were babies. I was studying my diploma at the time. I was doing diploma in illustration graphic design. I know. Isn't that amazing? I actually got it. Because I was having a hard time at the time. And I decided to see, well, I went and saw a, a counsellor. I was like, in my counselling appointment. And Rochelle, God bless her, um, was like, there's an, an exhibition. There's a competition going on. Um, do you want to be in it? So I, I made an artwork and I give you like a big ply board when you the painting and he's like she's like I want some, want you to meet somebody he's an artist as well because she knew I was a painter wanted to be a painter um, and I met Azzy on the night we shook hands and I don't think we've separated since that day no. not really I didn't know that she foreshadowed it that yeah, way yeah she was like I've got someone I want you to meet in I our thought appointment. We, we just ended up sitting near each other and no. I, I do remember Rochelle saying Hey, like this is Jade, and turning around, and you had been bawling your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was so, bored as so, shit. So anxious that day. Yeah. I was alone. I was sitting there by myself. Both of us had gotten counselling at Headspace, yeah. and that was kind of our exit from mental health, right? Yeah, I haven't been back to a counsellor or a psychologist too. since then. So I would say yeah. they probably did the job. I'm healed. Yeah. I'm healed. <laughs> our long-lasting and fantastic relationship um, has blossomed and we've been up to a lot of stuff as as he was the first person to ever give me an opportunity in art um you mentored me early on when i i wanted to come and see you put one-on-one we went to a you were doing a mural oh at God, space and we met one-on-one and you were making this yeah this whiteboard and you were this whiteboard texture and you're going so where do you want to be and i went i want to i wanted someone to write an article about me right and it's like and because uh, i used to read a lot of juxtaposed magazine and uh beautiful bizarre magazine and all these things who you know, I wish I could be in they're them. Gone, they're gone, though. They're not no, around. they're still around. It's still around. Um, oh. But, <laughs> but, yeah, they never... They, they, yeah. I was talking to Azzy, and he's like, oh, where do you want to be? And I, I want an article or something. Or I want to be realised for as an artist. I'm still on that journey. And you were mentoring me through that. You were yeah, giving me advice. Yeah, it was really special. And, and then as you had... It's getting hot here. Yeah. Yeah, you had the, it's getting hot here. And he gave me the first oh, mural. Oh, that's right. And yeah. we went... So we didn't hang out straight away mm. it was at, it's hot in here I remember we went outside and you had a ciggy yeah and we were standing in this little alcove because it was mm. piercing down with yeah. rain all of a sudden mm. and everyone else was inside painting and we were outside talking about yaoi. yes we were talking about cryptids we, oh my god you were talk, you, we sort of opened up weirdly about paranormal Situations it was the first that's thing like, we really ever spoke about, else. and I was very plagued with a lot of insecurity back then. Like now, I don't give an f about. Well, they don't give a frick. You I know? think I care more now than I did back then. But back then, you, I always looked at you as this like you were so strong and like confident, and I looked up to you. So I still look up to you a whole lot. And um, and I was like, oh my god, I'm actually in an exhibition, and the the guy curating it is talking to me, and we kind of hit it off. So we stepped on so many toes in that place. That was a tricky situation. I had no idea. Mm. We were just babies, really. Like yeah. I feel like that immaturity was a superpower back then, because you could just do anything. Mm. Well, that's what I felt like. Yeah. I loved it. I, I uh, sort of, for the first time, had met someone else who wanted to be a painter. It was the first person I really met who was like, I want to be an artist. And, like, not someone who was like, I want to, I do art for fun. Like, someone who actually saw art as a career choice. And I always just looked up to you. I still do. You're still, like, Aww. you're, like, the most incredible um, artist friend I've ever made. 
I look up to you. You turned up to that show <laughs> with boxes of paints and mm. you just rocked up. Remember you took like, this picture of me and you were like, Jade, she's got more balls than most men. most men. I was going to say that today. Anyway. I still do. I, I still do have that. more balls than most men. I stand by that. Sorry, I love you guys. You're like, shout out to all the men's out there. But uh, yeah, but there I were got like, balls. In that exhibition, five of us mm. rocked up weeks or maybe a month ahead and painted and painted and painted mm. whatever we could mm. in a huge building mm. and you were just there like i did when... think i saw a ghost or I felt a ghost pull my pants right. i did pull my hair on pants i was wearing genie pants at that the time was a bit weird it was a bit spooky upstairs because i was painting on two levels we did our thing like, yeah we did what we needed with that awesome awesome space yep. and got the fuck out of we'll, there. we'll come back if you have us uh <laughs> that's like endless places you can mm. bring your art to. If people are being shitty, mm. then there's no reason to stick around and impress them. Yep. I had it confirmed to me after that show mm. that the head of the whole place had said the words in a meeting, put a wall up, bring a big wall up against him. What did you do? You didn't do anything. I had just come in a little too excited and too ready to do stuff. I, I see. This is crazy because this takes me back to what I was saying to you a few days ago when we were privately talking and we are at the beach. No one is going to understand. Hear me out, artist. No one is going to understand how much your art means to you. You're going to go through your art career and you're going to... No one's ever going to care as much as you care and all you were doing was creating an amazing environment full of amazing artists giving so many opportunities to so many great people bringing people to their business maybe they don't have the ambition you have maybe that's an insecurity they hold it's nothing on you yeah it's yeah. really hard to deal with when people can't get excited about yes. art the same way you yeah. do as an artist i don't get it like i said earlier and i don't get hate I don't get it. There's like that but that sort of gap there where we need more people who are just as excited as the artist to see the art created by them. It is just a reality. I think it's yeah. better to acknowledge as part of the job than mm. to act like it's not going to be waiting for you. We if should. You go into don't it. let those people stop you. Don't. Yeah, you. that's for sure. Actually, it's fuel on the fire mm. and it's got to be. Um, their loss. Yeah. Why waste your time? It's so much easier to be nice than it is to be mean. And it does take time. Yeah to do so why do it yeah paint a painting don't be hateful if you got nothing good to say just turn your phone off turn your put your laptop down and walk away walk outside for a bit and think about why am i being so mean to these people always say this say it again you're a big ball of light never let anyone fucking let you die out all right you're a ball of light <laughs> all right well getting back to reality i know you've got some killer ghost stories not oh, yeah. killer ghost stories because there's been epic. no killing but there's been ghosts <laughs> oh all through my life has been ghosts man i got some pretty spooky stories my earliest ghost experience i can think of would be probably so i lived with my dad at this place called Anne close which is a like a housing unit for low-income family low-income people i don't even think kids are allowed to like while we were there i don't think we were Living. I think it's more like a man's thing. Like a lot of young, a lot of single men around. Yeah. Not a lot of children that I remember when I was a kid living there. And um, my first experience was actually in our bedroom in that unit. My dad doesn't live there anymore, but I remember I was in my bedroom and I was throwing toys back. And I had this white teddy bear, right? And it's fluffy. And I think my my nana or my dad say gave it to me as like a gift. And she had like a, like a little red bow tie on around its neck. And I throw it back, and all of a sudden it comes flying back. It hits me in the back of the head, and I turn around. There's nothing there. Just, like, someone picked it up and threw it back at me. And I was like, ah! 
and yeah, we had heaps of experiences in that particular room in that unit where we would leave the door shut and then you could see the light was on underneath the door and we'd open the door, the light was off. Stuff like that would happen all the time. And my dad is like, he used to actually antagonize us and make us, scare us on for fun. Me and my sister would uh, be terrified and not be able to sleep and he'd like, egg it on and we would like have to mm. go to school the next day like with no sleep because my dad thought it was funny to scare us and... Because you were already scared about the yeah. stuff that was going on in the house. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a house. It, was, it wasn't even a home. Our next door neighbour was a, a really weird guy. His name was Turtle. His house smelled like bong water. It wasn't a house. It was like... And he had scribblings all over his walls. And I remember my dad used to go next door. And we, he would be gone for hours. And me and my sister would just be there alone. This is around when I was maybe like five. He'd be gone for hours. And I remember we like were like, where is he? We went across the way. Across the gross-ass middle hallway, you know. And the stairs are there and stuff. Uh, and we went in and like peeked through the door and like we're all smoking weed and there's like scribblings up walls it's just very plagued with mental illness yeah and my memories in my mind still stay yeah very scary experience as a child living there like we shouldn't have been there when i was a kid at all climax living there to when my papa who's now passed who was like the glue in our family all kept us together it's the only man in our family they showed up and my dad refused to let them in refused to give us back he wasn't allowed legally allowed to have us uh, my papa had to pay him $500 to give us back. And he did. He right took the money and he gave us back. Cash on the Cash spot. Cash on the spot for us. Two kids. Yeah. And nowadays, kids aren't really living in that place. So. My sister, who's like my like my twin, two years apart, we've been through all of this together. Like We decided to go back together to visit. And since then, it's got nice murals and stuff, and they're trying to make it good. Um, but there's just such an air of sadness in the whole place. And you'll be walking through, they have this like, a big paddock or like a oval at the back where we used to play as kids. And yeah, the whole place is just so, so sad. So sad. You look up and on the balconies, it's just packed with like hoarder garbage of people, like dirty mattresses pushed up against the wall. And this Still is like that. Their mental health is not checked. It's not helped. It's like, I grew up with mental illness my whole life. Not me. Well, sometimes me. Um, I have my own problems. Everyone does, but... My, my parents or my guardians in my whole life. But you so. were definitely started off in that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Just, yeah, we started from the started from the dirt. Pig boy come from the dirt. We had some weird neighbours, like my sister was sleeping once on the couch in the living room and she looks out the window and it's blasting rain and she sees this next neighbour just standing in the window staring at her. Yeah, so it was. We were not supposed to be living there. It was not safe for us. Oh, spoopy. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, so there was. It was haunted as well. Not to freaking mention. Because there was pain there, right? Oh yeah, suicide was super prevalent. Upstairs, a man fell fell down in the shower. I'm doing quotation marks. What we were told by our dad. We saw the ambulance come out. This is when I was maybe yeah five, six years old. Nobody cleaned it, but for maybe a week afterwards, there were blood blood drops up the up the stairs where we would like sit and play and stuff like in this in the foyer area. So yeah, pretty heavy, scary place. People and it's hidden. Like nobody talks about it. You Even know. though it's right there, I see yeah. it every time we go snorkeling. I drive past, and you can see that there's pain there. Oh yeah. But even though there's rainbow murals and stuff, mm. and big, you know, nicely drawn faces, mm. giant faces, mm. looking down at these. It's ironic too, because in the in the murals, they're fantastic, so well illustrated. But they're of children laughing, and then I, I look at them, I think of. My yeah. childhood there. It wasn't like that. I think it's wonderful, and I think it's beautiful that there's as art there. Just every time I go there, I I'm like reminded of such dark memories. Yeah, yeah. it'd be nice to think that living mm. there as a kid might be a little better now. After that, it got better, but it wasn't great. And we moved to another house in Longer Downs with my mum, and it was haunted as well. It was brutally haunted. Yeah. We used to have knocks on my window, um, tapping. My sister had horrible night terrors of faces all up the walls. 
um, yeah, it was seriously haunted place. Yeah. All the houses I lived in as a child were, um, it didn't even feel like a ghost. It felt like just uh, um, an entity would follow my family. We've always been plagued by some sort of dark entity. It sucks. If we get hung up on our rejections and our failures mm. or even our achievements of the past, we couldn't possibly be reaching our full potential yeah. to live up to where we see ourselves and where we want to be, which is here. Kicking back, having That's some right. bevies. <laughs> We've done our hard work and yeah. our emotions mm. are plentiful and we get so to enjoy them all. I think that the message of that it could go for a lot of people is that don't let your failures daunt you. Don't let them get on top of you. Move forward. Yeah, I think totally. that's the, definitely the gist of our podcast is that yeah. don't let, if as an artist, don't let the bad things drag you down. Don't get caught looking back. I, just, I love being with you. You always spark a creative it happens spark every in my time heart. We hang out. Every time I see Azzy, he's always like sparks a little spark in my heart you do the same for me i don't want to set the world on, on fire. fire when will this internal battle with yourself be over i don't think it ever ends we we can hide behind what we create as like this confident facade on the internet um but i don't think it's ever going to end i'll have to be constantly in arm-to-arm -arm combat with my mind for the rest of my life but it's just who will come up on top it'll always be me the positive me you know i'm never going to let evil jade win <laughs> one minute you're evil one minute you're good you just can't let the evil one get on top you're gonna have a, you're gonna be in a in a battle with yourself for the rest of your life with the battle with uh self-doubt especially as an artist you're never going to stop doubting yourself i'm sorry to break it to you I love you so much but that's just reality we've got to come to terms with just like i said before become robocop you know it doesn't have to be like robocop regular you can be robocop epic level or like legendary you know but build it build your shell um but let people in like it's a soft shell like a soft shell crab the hour of self-doubt he's coming he's coming but if you look out the back window of your car at the mm. yowie of self-doubt yeah. chasing you yeah What's gonna happen? He's screaming, he's covered in blood, and he's chasing you. What would you do? And he stinks like rotten egg gas. Yeah, he does, he stinks of sewerage. The, the battle never ends, answer. sorry. It's just a never ending story, and just when you think you're on top of it mm. all, you can have the rug pulled from underneath you, mm. and you get a reminder nope, you're not done yet. Yep. Well, we're just at the start of it. Mm. And I think that's our biggest advantage and our biggest superpower. We still have our youth. Mm. It's disappearing by the second, but... Yeah, look at me. Yeah, look at me I mean, on that haggard. And, well, yeah, for some of us, it's disappearing faster than for others. So, I can't help that I have smile lines. I love to smile. Um, so you've done a bit of, like, work with augmented reality and 3D art and stuff with your partner, right? Mm. What, what was that like? Oh, it's a fun experience. Uh, a lot of the, sort of path we go on when making them is uh, it's all my ideas and I go I want this I want it to be this could you help me make that happen and Malaya goes yeah I think I can make that happen yeah he's a definitely like a big help to me I'm not taking full credit for them but you start with the idea and yeah. he kind of realizes it 
because yeah, he's sort so of. adept with um, bringing def- that. Definitely always there on the sidelines, like, oh, can we make her do this? Can we make her do this? Um, but yeah, I always got some sort of crazy idea for AR. The recent one we did, which was the Angelology filter, was this interesting like glass wings that open up. Um, I love those. They were really cool. So he helped me a lot with those. I've got a, a filter called Portal Baby, where it's just a girl that comes out of the ground. I would love to do more of those. Um, maybe some of my angels that I've painted create them in a 3D space. And more of like a motion or a uh, tracking. Cool. Right. The reason that that can happen is because you are so good at coming up with some ideas. Mm. And then for Malaya, all the 3D is second nature. He's yeah. so good at so it. So quick for him. So quick. So he says, oh, you know, I think I can help you with that. He knows he's going like, to yeah. just whip it up. Yeah, he's very quick and um, I'm always there on, like next to him being like, uh, can we do this? Can we do that? And he's just like helps me right away and we get it done very quickly. He's so like, oh my, well my partner, we've been together many years he's like another one of my best friends. I've only got three really best friends in my, my world. Um, he's a very successful 3D artist so uh, he does work for Warframe which is like Tenogen. I don't know. <laughs> he does work putting together yeah. 3D models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he's amazing and he does uh, 3D modeling. Yeah. 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 And I think most notably is his car stuff he's done. Oh, like, yes. He's worked for Hyundai and he's made a bunch of cars. Yeah. Hyundai. Yeah. yeah, but you're saying that you're modest about mm. you guys. You both have had success and you do live off your art and you are comfortable. Yeah. So it's possible. It yes, is a possibility. It, it is. A, okay. Malaya is an incredibly successful 3D artist and I'm a little bit less successful uh, <laughs> painter and artist, um, visual artist. Um, Malaya is uh, very talented. So Malaya absolutely makes cars that are used in yeah, ads so, instead of real yeah. cars. See, he does, he does work with um, companies like Hyundai and he's also worked with a company called uh, Digital Extremes which he's an independent contractor with them and works with them. He's worked with them directly as well. Um, on game Under contract, content? yeah, yeah. So this is microtransaction yeah, content. Yeah, also mo- microtransaction content, but he's uh, contact, but content, but he's also worked with them uh, privately. Yeah, um, on yeah. doing, like, um, character designs yeah, yeah. and stuff within multiplayer video games. Yeah, MMOs and... Uh, so you scrape the surface <laughs> and you guys aren't such ordinary people, Yeah, my, well, we're both artistic... I'm very hey. grateful for uh, having him as my boyfriend. Can't believe I even have a boyfriend. That shocks me. <laughs> that shocks me that I even have a boyfriend. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can't believe someone likes me enough to spend years with me. I thought you would be alone forever. Yeah, I thought I would be like a little bean alone forever, but no, Just it turns out... rolling in that bean field. Yeah, it's, I thought I was going to be a little little father bean all alone on my lonesome. But I'm not. I actually have a boyfriend and he's really good. He's <laughs> really like kind and sweet. Two and beans out there. Yeah. He's he's great. He's um uh, helped me a whole lot, not only with my artistic projects, but with my personal life. He's helped me deal with a lot of things that I didn't know I had to deal with. <laughs> it's pretty good to have a supportive partner that yeah. can understand creative life. And right. you work well as a unit, like yeah. a creative unit. And he's really good at cooking French food. What do you think you might do together in the future? Like, is there any sort of big, bold plan? Like, could there be something massive that you do 3D or...? Well, we'd love to work more on AR, but I think we ultimately... We've we've all been on talks of making a video game. 
at yeah. one point or another. Azzy, you are very talented already at making video games. You have games on Itch.io. You've, you've made them all yourself from They're home. They're just concepts. They're pretty fucking good. They're moving illustrations, <laughs> well, essentially. I think, they think they're fantastic. But they're not um, games. They're not fully fleshed games. Well, like, I'd love to make a interactive story game, something along the lines of Franbo, something like that. Um, seeing as I do like pop surrealism, I think it would it, it would apply well into that world. Yeah, um, totally. We would love to do something to do with like our main, well, our one of our most popular 3D characters, which is Poison Orchid, which mm-hmm. is the spider girl that you can use a filter on my Instagram. She's oh, yeah, a yeah. spider girl. Something like that. Um, She's sitting on my window. There's so many interesting sort of entities we've created that we could bring into the 3D world. And All your characters tell a story. you could own. Yeah. yeah and yeah. create a universe. Yeah. Together, me and Malaya, when it comes to that thing, is kind of unstoppable. I don't care how many QR codes you've got or, or what other bullshit you're up to, but we're on some epic shit, so we'll, we'll look That's out. That's right. <laughs> I 100% believe that. There yeah. are state government level groups that want to be able to have the kind of creative power that you mm. can just use for breakfast at mm. home. Yeah, we've got some pretty crazy stuff to coming up. We're going to definitely explore it further. We've, look, I'm only 24 and we've got the rest of our lives, so stay tuned. We've done AR filters. We've done mo- motion tracking. We've we've done a AR exhibition mm-hmm. um, where you can literally hold up a photo and it like transforms into a painting. We there'll be more things to come in the future, and we'll harness them and we'll tr- we'll attempt to do our best with them. You want to be right there. Yeah, we'll we're at, we want to be at the forefront of of artistic revolution. So that by the time it trickles down to the masses, you're on yeah. to the next thing. Yeah. I yeah. want to be on top of it. Even if I'm not, like, some big famous person or whatever, I'm still going to be on top of it for my own personal... Yeah. I want to experience it. you need to it. know. You need yeah. to know all that you can do with your art. I right? want to I want to be able to take this new thing and make it my art as well. So how could that look in the world in maybe 30 years? Let's say you've you've made a huge mark on the world. Um, I wouldn't hope so. Let's just say... <laughs> I think so. Let's say you've had a ridiculous <laughs> amount of success. How would that change the world? Well, I'd probably like to do something with ph- ph- philanthropy if I have that, that amount of following, which I don't, and I don't know if I ever will, but if I did, I'd try and do something that would raise money for a cause I care about, whether it be, like, helping children like me who are living in... Uh, less than desirable conditions. I'd love to do something that is my art, like maybe write a book and give the donation of that book to an organisation that might help people. It depends what comes out in the future. If there's holograms, you know, I'd love to create a story about, you know, what I went through, what it's like to have a a mother with mental illness, what it's like to suffer, or not suffer, but live through this, you know. I'd love to tell my story and hopefully someone out there also feels something from it or... And you are, aren't you? (laughs) I think you're going to make a huge mark on the world. I think you're going to make a huge mark on the world. You've already made a huge mark on me. How do you think you will steer design and fashion and art? I don't know if I will steer in any direction, but I'll follow. (laughs) I don't know if I can lead, but I'll try and stay at the head of the pack in my own way. Today I went shopping. I was I went shopping for butcher's paper because I want to make more paste ups, right? Um, because recently I, I f- heard the story about this man who um, is unfortunately living hard at the moment, um, having trouble his living situation. And a photographer came across him on the street and in our city, Adelaide, um, and he told the photographer, 
there's a paste up on the wall and I sit by it whenever I feel down and it makes me feel better and it turned out that was my paste up and it was the message I wrote which is a straight art piece yeah, that's yeah. been whacked so up. I do like sometimes I make like just for fun for no real reason but just have fun and share a nice message I'll make like like hand painted paste ups on, on butcher's paper and I'll put them up around the city and I heard that story and I don't do a lot of them because they're all hand painted they take a lot of time to make but yeah I heard this story and it really touched me and so today I was out buying butcher's paper to make more and I looked around and nobody looks like I look I dress like crazy I was like looking around and everyone was looking at me and I'm like yeah I'm wearing a pink sweater vest with my weird old lady dress and my oversized shoes and everyone looked at me and I looked at them and I was like god I'm a bizarre like looking person <laughs> and I guess I just got to keep looking bizarre and sharing my happiness and love with other people just that's how I'm going to stay ahead of it it's just being myself that's the moral of the story that's the loop I made there because you're stuck with yourself till the end yeah I'm me till I die like I'm going to be Jade I'm going to have a deep voice broad shoulders frizzy hair and a big nose until I'm dead so I gotta love myself for who I am and that's who I am <laughs>